On today's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I speak with Mike Infinger. He's the owner of Infinger Insurance, and he opened in 2010 when his dad and brother were both captive agents working for State Farm. And so he basically takes what they do and enhances what he does with his business as an independent agent. He has started this and run this, and he also began the Entrepreneurs of Idaho Facebook group, which is growing all over Idaho. He's in Eastern Idaho. I'm in Southwestern Idaho, and so that is how we met, is through the Facebook group. And so I'm excited to share with you about Mike and his business and what he has done to help him grow what he does for a living. But before we get there, I need to share with you our affiliate link of the week. It's Raise. Save every day at your favorite spots with Raise. You can use my link to get $5 off your first gift card. You can join and then save thousands, whether you're trying to save for, I don't know, your next meal, maybe your next kitchen or a dream vacation. You pay with gift cards to save money everywhere you shop. And you can save up to 30% on discounted gift cards from over 4,000 brands on their marketplace. And you can combine them with store sales and coupons to save even more. And then what happens is you can either pay in store or online. Most gift cards are delivered electronically within minutes. And then you can log into your Raise account online, download the Raise app to access and redeem your gift cards that are online. And then you can use them in store or online as you need. You can use them to save because you may get a $50 gift card and you may only pay $45 for that gift card, right? And so you can save every time you use it. I've done this when I purchased airline tickets and hotels, all kinds of things, and I have saved money as long as I've been using it. So go to peppershock.com slash offers to get the offer. We'll also put that in the show notes as well, and you can get your first $5 on me for using this link. Now, I also want to talk to you about our marketing essentials moment, the basics in marketing that you need to succeed to build your brand and your bottom line. So for this week's marketing essentials, I want to talk to you about Instagram marketing for business. We covered this in the second Thursday marketing expedition webinar that I do every second Thursday of the month. We have different topics every month. And if you're not already a part of the marketing expedition community, you get these for free. You get access to all of these either in the live or the replays. But what I want to share with you is why Instagram Marketing for business is so important. If you haven't been utilizing Instagram for your business, now is the time to get started, or maybe there's time to enhance what you can do. And of course, you can go watch the replay and listen more to get more details. It's an hour long, but just to give you kind of the basics to get you going, some of the things that you need to do when you create your Instagram for your brand, you can do it as your business. It's tied to Facebook now as well because Facebook owns Instagram. But basically thinking about what your account's going to look like, the handle that you use or your avatar, your, your username that you select, the bio that you do, what you're telling people in that bio, showing things about your company culture and about you, your personality, the company, not always sell, 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 right? Maybe subtly you can mention things that you're selling, but really people are interested in learning about the company, why they should buy from you, the people that work there. Uh, yeah, sure. You can have a call to action in your bio and do those types of things. And you can use Instagram to, to promote and pay to play. 
but you can also use hashtags as an organic strategy to be able to make sure that people see what you're posting by utilizing hashtags because hashtags is what they use to search. So make sure you include those things. Of course, include all of your, your company website, your directions if you need to, the phone number, ways that people can get a hold of you or drive traffic back to your website and utilizing a link in your bio. And what I tell people to do is have a link on your website that has multiple links that are directed towards when you say there's a link in the bio and some people will use Linktree. I like to drive it back, all the traffic back to my own website. So we have a landing page with all the variety of different links that we want people to have. Now, of course, if you have over 10,000 followers, you can have a link inside the posts and you can swipe up and do all the fun things, but let's get things first things first. Let's just get you started and going. And if you want more detailed information, there is an Instagram Marketing 101 course that we did on online uh, as, a, as a webinar, and there's the replay inside the marketingexpedition.com community. So if you're not a member, go there. You'll get access to that and a lot of other good websites and webinars and things that we have provided for you. So go to get marketing inspiration, ideas, and all kinds of fun things, themarketingexpedition.com. And without further ado, let's listen to Mike's interview. Welcome to Pepper Shock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the founder of Pepper Shock Media, co-founder of Pepper Shock Media, and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today, I have my guest, Mike. And say your last name for me. Infinger. It's a mouthful. <laughs> Infinger. I wanted you to say it because I knew I would mess it up. So Infinger. Mike Infinger. And he is with us. And we met on Facebook in a group that you started. Tell us a little bit about the group and, yeah. and about yourself, Mike. Sure. So I guess group first, I started the Entrepreneurs of Idaho group in November of 19. It's hard to believe it's coming up on almost the two-year mark, but uh, it was a little bit of a almost a side thought, but I'm in a group that's for insurance agents called Insurance Soup. It's on Facebook also, and there's something like 35,000 people, I think, in that group. But one of the things that they, because they bat ideas off for insurance agents, so it's all catered to insurance, right? And one of the things they talked about was creating a local group of Facebook with some kind of a parameter, right? And, and so I actually created a couple of things. And you know how on Facebook groups you can create a group but not actually make it live? It's like still hidden until you publish it, or I can't remember the word for it. But so I had a homeowner's of Idaho because I love, uh, keeping really good care of my house. Like you won't find a piece of crabgrass in my lawn, right? Nice. <laughs> so I, had, I had this one and then I had the entrepreneurs one and then I sat on it for a couple of weeks and just like, well, what, what would I actually want to talk about more than once? So that's the thing is, is when I looked at the homeowners one, I was like, well, once I talk about how OCD I am with my lawn, <laughs> Yeah. What am I going to talk about next, right? <laughs> and and so I, that one's still just in the unpublished land somewhere of Facebook. And that and so then I started the one on Entrepreneurs of Idaho, and it went crazy. And I think part of that was because that was right as COVID was starting, you know. 
And then in March-ish of 2020 is when the stay-at-home order happened, I think. Maybe it was April. And so our group, a lot of entrepreneurs were kind of like, oh, my gosh, what do I do, right? And so a lot of people were looking online and found the group, and, and we're just over 3,000 people, I think. And the, the thing that I think is cooler than the 3,000 is, is when I look at the moderator side of things, it, it, it's a huge percentage that are active every month and a big percentage that's active weekly and a really big percentage that's active daily in the group just because I feel like entrepreneurs are pretty selfless, right? And so if you need help with something, they're usually willing to help you even if it would potentially take a customer away from them, right? So anyway, it's been a lot of fun. Lots of uh, good points, tips, uh, marketing ideas, that are going on in the group, but it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and I appreciate being able to share and, you know, post when we've got an event or something coming up or something that's right. going to be helpful to people or responding or, you know, and it, and it really has, it's grown outside of your area. It's all of Idaho now, and I think that right. that's really fascinating to see and like you said all of the entrepreneurs are helping each other out and you know making comments suggestions and and all kinds of fun things and i think there's been comments on there about hey i'm thinking about starting this business and people like you know flood the comments of here think of this or think of that and you know right. have you thought of this and for you because you are an insurance agent let's talk a little bit about that i know it's brand building and you know not necessarily selling in your group but how has it helped you build your brand so I think the a when I started, I'm really happy with being an insurance agent, right? So I make good money being an insurance agent, and so there's no long-term goal of really making money with entrepreneurs of Idaho Group. It's just a way that I can network. And for me, I have a little bit of a problem with some of the like BNI type groups because a lot of times I feel like you're only referring to that person because they're in the group. You don't like them necessarily. Right. And so the, this group, I feel like it's pretty organic. Right. If you like the commercial realtor that's in the group because you've met them and chatted with them, then you're going to send referrals. Right. So, yeah, I've, I've definitely received referrals uh, for my insurance from it, but it's definitely a side uh, aspect to it. Um, I don't don't make money from it. And, and really, if, I'm trying to think how many referrals. I mean, I, I get referrals, but it's not a ton. But for me, I really like meeting with other business owners. It's fun because you know a lot of their trials and things that they're going through, right? Like if you're struggling hiring somebody, the likely that other business owner, especially right now, is having that same concern. One of my favorite clients that I have insured at my insurance agency, whenever we get together, it's not just talking about insurance. In fact, it's usually hardly. It's more, what are you doing for your phone systems? What are you doing for your Google advertising? What are you doing for your Facebook advertising? And we just kind of buoy each other up. Oh, that's right? great. That's great. Well, and yeah, I mean, you're in a tough industry because really no one wants to talk about insurance. Who wants no, to talk about boring. that, right? It's a necessary <laughs> evil. You have to have it, but you don't always want to talk about it. So I get that there's lots of good things that you can share just being in business, just being an entrepreneur, right? So, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about you um, becoming an entrepreneur. What sparked your fuel to want to be in the insurance industry? 
I, I almost feel like I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so my family, from my grandparents on both sides on, and I'd have to ask my parents, maybe even my great grandparents, or I don't know. But every every family member that I know is entrepreneurs in my family. So my my own parents, my dad's actually a state farm insurance agent. So that's kind of how I got into insurance. I do independent, which is kind of a different arm. Uh, my mom had her own business of windshield repair when I was a kid. And my grandpa, my dad's side was the HVAC guy. And then my uncle's then thrown it into a huge business in Salmon, Idaho. Um, so I really didn't feel like I almost didn't have a choice, right? It's kind of what we do. Yeah, we it's in your blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's already it's in ingrained blood. in you for sure, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, I um, I can appreciate that because there are people who, you know, they they dream about becoming an entrepreneur. They want to do it, but they can't take the leap because they don't have the mindset or maybe the the ability to get over the fear of risk taking and, and those types of things. So when it's just ingrained in you, you're just it's a natural it's a it's a organic fit for you to be able to do it. Right. And it's a great support system. So one of the things I've learned, I didn't know when I started my insurance agency, but there's all these local like small business development center type places that will help you get off the ground, right? And for me, that was my family. Because I talked to my dad if I had a question, or I talked to my mom if I had a question, and they, they'd help me get going. So there's, there's a ton of resources I didn't even know were out there to help entrepreneurs get going. Absolutely. Yeah, we're familiar with the Small Business Development Center and, and all the things that they have to offer and uh, the accelerator programs and incubators and all the things right. that people do to support businesses. Because, I mean, entrepreneurs want to see other entrepreneurs succeed, right? I mean, that's always kind right. of a, a creed that we all follow. We want to make sure and help and, you know, we'll, we'll tell people our opinions, whether they want to listen to it or not, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. So, okay. Tell me a little bit about your, your community, your area and, you know, who you serve and what is your ideal client? So um, our agency is about 50, 50, about half of the, our agency income is from business insurance and the half is from personal insurance. For me personally, definitely. I'd say I, my ideal client is the business owner and their business. And then, as a side gig, we also help them with all their personal needs, right? So their home, auto, life insurance stuff too. Um, my my favorite clients are the ones like I was telling you before. I've got an attorney uh, firm here in Idaho Falls, and they just keep growing. And then every time we meet, it's just fun because we both bat ideas off of each other. Like, what what things are you doing here to help you grow? And so that's that's probably my ideal is ones that don't want to necessarily just pay me and leave but but actually want to grow with me right well let's talk about that so what are some tactics that you've taken that have helped you grow your business so my biggest one and the one that i've made the most money from is because my dad's a state farm agent or what they call captive agent captive agents are really good at certain things that fit in the box right and each captive agent is a little bit different but uh, for State Farm, for example, their personal line, home model life is really good, but they don't do much in business insurance. So when I first started in insurance, I actually worked for another insurance agency for a year before I started my own in 2010. 
And when I started working for them, my dad, of course, my brother, who's actually also a State Farm agent, uh, and then I have cousins that are in it, and then they've got their kids that are getting into it and friends. So I had this kind of network that I didn't even realize would send me anything necessarily. So I start doing an independent insurance agency and as, as, an, as an insurance agent, and all of a sudden I've got all of these friends of my dad that are calling me saying, hey, we have this fill-in-the-blank business that State Farm won't do. Can you quote it for us? Sure, right? So, so I actually kind of started niching into, then I'd go out and see all of these State Farm and then also Domino Effect, all state and different agencies that are captive. And I'd be like, hey, I can do this business insurance stuff that you can't do. And then there's also high risk personal lines that they won't do either. So if somebody gets a DUI or they need an SR22 for some reason, they'll send me those things. And then I don't cross sell on them. So every independent agent will take that stuff, right? But then if, if where I have all these friends that call me and say, hey, I've got just this business insurance that I want you to do, but I'm still going to do the home auto and life. My thing and what I tell all my employees is that we're different is when they call us, we're not cross-selling. So when you're calling in to make that payment for the business commercial auto, I'm not asking you about your home and your auto and your life and everything else. I'm I'm leaving that with that other agent. So a big part of our income is from helping these captive agents on the stuff that they don't do. Ah, that's good. What is it? Don't uh, don't bite the hand that feeds you kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So what are some success stories of people that you have helped and served in your business? The funnest ones are the ones because because of what I do, it's a lot of times it's not the normal. So for example, I I've insured funky stuff. It dams, hydro dams, I've insured. My, my dad always calls me the best dam insurance agent. <laughs> nice. um, it just meaning a lot of times when people call me, they've called everyone that they can think of that you think like they called their state farm agent, they've called their Allstate agent and they keep getting told, no, I can't get it covered for you. Right. And when they call me, I'm like, I can get it for you. You may not like the price, but I can get it for you because because of being an independent, we have access to a lot of different carriers. And then we have access to what's called non-standard or non-admitted to. So it's like even more options uh, for you to get something covered. And so that's probably my favorite is when somebody calls, everyone's telling them no, and we tell them yes. Right. And so it's, it, it's a lot of fun to because there's hardly a time that I'm going to say no to them. They may not like the price, but we get it. <laughs> okay, yeah. so since we're going on a marketing journey together, what are some marketing tactics that you can think of that you tried that didn't work for you? Oh, man, I've tried everything, <laughs> right? I, I, I'll try anything once. Honestly, I'm, I don't know if it's old school or new school, but I don't like just advertising for brand awareness. I know, I know it's a thing, but I like getting a return on my investment when I advertise, right? So my biggest return on investment, thousand percent uh, return is seeing these captive agents. So I'll go and I'll bring them a treat because the funny thing with a lot of these captive agents is their contracts don't allow for them to be reimbursed for referral, right? 
So um, it's pretty minor stuff that I'm bringing. So some kind of a thing of donuts nice. or anyway, a lot of my people lately are more health conscious. So it, it seems like it's more trail mix and things lately than donuts anymore. That's uh, a good thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but it's some kind of a treat that we're bringing to them and just say, hey, keep us in mind. And then our payment is not cross selling on them, right? But I'm a big believer in food. Uh, <laughs> so uh, a lot, also one of our referral partners are mortgage lenders. So here in Idaho Falls, and then we have uh, some of our employees are in Wyoming and Montana too. So they'll go see those different places too. I like to just go and say, hey, we're here if you need us. We're super fast if you need a home insurance quote. Because a lot of times when they're emailing you, the other people that they send the referral to are really slow for some reason. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to get it done within a half hour, get them a quote, shot back to them. But same thing, though, when I go in the first time is I bring some kind of a food item and just say, think of us when you're referring out whatever, you know, need a quote on something. That's my low-hanging fruit, I feel like, is food. What, what, right? is, what is the saying? The closest way to a person's heart is through their stomach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's usually husbands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thing, right? But I, I think it's with everyone. It is, I have to say. Like. I know, in fact, uh, I was just talking yesterday with a client. She does property management, and she has uh, cookies that she delivers with a, her logo on them. And, yeah. uh, and so then she'll deliver those to, you know, agents and other people that could be referral partners, right? Just like you. And that's kind of a clever idea because then you're still branding, but you're still, you know, giving the gift and then you're, yeah. uh, and really what it is is FaceTime, right? You're talking, you're, you're, you know, or it's just a thought that's there. And, and so I think that's great. Uh, it's a great tactic to take, to be able to do that, to, to give a gift of, whether it's food or, or something that of use of value, right? The trinkets and uh, tchotchkes or swag, stuff we all get, right? <laughs> sure. And I, I think, too, part of that is just being genuinely interested in that person, right? So kind of like I told you at the beginning, sometimes I feel like the DNI group, it's fake, right? That connection sometimes. And, and if you can talk to them and just be seriously interested in them, I think making that connection and having them like you is almost more important than the food. Yes, yes, for sure. So what are you thinking that uh, you would like to try in terms of marketing a tactic or strategy that you have not yet done, but it's something that you would like to do? Honestly, I feel like I've tried almost everything. Um, so I've, I've done radio advertising. I've done Google advertising. I've done Facebook advertising. I hired a guy last year that all he does is giveaways for insurance agents. So you'll see the ad pop up on the side of your Facebook saying, get a home flow and entered for this Traeger grill, for example, right? Um, for me, it still comes down to, so the hard, the hard part about insurance is, is I've, I've paid for somebody to get me ranked higher on Google. It works, right? And the hard part is, is you're actually competing against all the national carriers when you're local, right? And so the cost per lead for insurance, in my opinion, isn't worth it a lot of those things because, so for example, I, mean, I don't know if you know how much you pay for your auto insurance, you know how much you pay. Oh, a gosh. lot of people are like 600 bucks for six months. Yeah, it, I'd have to, I'd have like, to look, oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, but, 
I mean, obviously it depends on what your car is and everything, right? But so say you're paying 600 bucks for your auto insurance, which in Idaho, I think would be pretty common. For me as an insurance agent, most of my companies pay me 10% commission. So I'm only making 60 bucks commission on a sell, right? And so if, and if I'm paying 200 bucks to get that person in the door, it's like, well, if they keep renewing, then eventually I'd break even, right? On the third or fourth time they renew. But I, for me, the best thing in the world is just going to chamber events, it's networking and getting my face out there and having people like you and bringing food. So I'd try anything though. Like if, <laughs> if I had somebody come to me, seriously, anytime I had somebody come to me and they have some advertising idea for me, I'm like, sure, let's try it. Try it for six months and see what it does. But I want the return soon. Yeah. Right. I don't want it in five years from now. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I hear you. Well, one one trend that's really picking up, and it's been around for a while, but I'll just share with you Google My Business has opened up lots of opportunities for voice search optimization. So there's a Q&A section on there and Google My Business is really lately has been really kind of amping it up to get people to to utilize Google My Business more. And it is organic, but you can post to it. And then because everyone's using Siri or Alexa or, you know, all of the devices that Google, you know, I have to be quiet because my Google will will, uh, <laughs> will, will go off. But, um, but yeah, so that's one area that we've been utilizing a lot more lately with our clients because especially if you're local and it's kind of a way to combat the national brands that you're competing against because they don't have the Google My Business like you can locally. And then when people are asking questions like, okay, Google, who's the best insurance agent near me? And, um, you know, and then it can come up with it. And so you're working to be voice search optimized. See, my Google just went off. It heard me. (laughs) But if it's, you know, something that you can do with those Q&As that are in there and organically have questions and answers, because people will come up with different ideas. Okay, Google, stop. (laughs) It's going off. (laughs) So, um, you know, those are some things that you can think about like in your strategy in, in what you're using organically, because right, you want to return on your, that investment and, and Google my business is kind of a long play, right? It's something that when people are looking for and searching for, you never not quite know what they're going to search for. So if you have variations of different ways to answer those questions that they might have, then you can, you know, put, put that up there. Cause a lot of people will say near me, Right. And so if you're using things that are in your blog posts and on your website that post things and questions and then have those answers for you, there's a little tip for you to, to implement into your strategy for, for this next year. <laughs> I, I imagine it's something you can look up and see how often people are looking for that locally. That's something you have access to. You're like, oh, yeah, there's one a day that are asking Google for that? Well, I mean, it, it depends on, you know, what you're searching for and what you're wanting to find, but Google Analytics will help if you have that on your site. And yeah, if you, yeah. you know, can track, um, you know, those types of things. And there are tools that you can use for, you know, popular keywords. But here's a little trick. If you start typing in the Google space, you start typing in a word and it'll auto-populate and pre-fill, right. you know, various different renditions of what you're trying to search for. Screen oh. capture that. And then use that to your advantage because now oh. the content that you want to put on your website has all of those variations of those that one word that you're searching or that phrase that you're searching. You've probably seen it before. Will it start to auto-populate, you know, so that you don't have to type in the rest of what you're trying to ask it. 
But then if you can understand what Google is already in their algorithm trying to guess what you're going to say, then now you can use that to your advantage by putting all of those different questions or phrases on your on your site. I mean, organically, right? You want to incorporate it into a blog post and incorporate it so that you're not just like stacking it all full of keywords, but you're using that as, as a device to be able to help you with voice search optimization, right? And then also keeping in mind that you want to keep everything displayed for a mobile device, because that is what people are looking at now. If they're looking at the screen on their watch or if they're looking at their iPhone, right, or Android or whichever, you want to make sure that what you're serving is is responsive and can, you know, fluctuate with what people's devices will serve up to them. So there you go. There's a tip for you. (laughs) It actually reminded me too, one of the marketing things I went to, I think it was actually Progressive that hosted it. So the, a lot of insurance agencies, they market themselves as auto insurance agency, right? But nobody uses that term when they're looking for car insurance. They're saying cheap, cheap car insurance. They're not saying auto insurance agency. So that's one of the things they recommended too, is like, what words are you using? Because right. talk, talk how people are searching, not the technical way that you'd actually yeah, kind of empathize with your audience and step into their shoes a moment and think like they might think and use the terms that they would use and how they would search you. And I mean, that's always one thing, too, is to ask, you know, how'd you hear about us? And they'll say, oh, I did a Google search. Well, what did you search? Tell me yeah. more. Tell me remember? more. <laughs> <laughs> because that's so important information, right, to understand what they searched and how they got to you and and all those types of things. Right. All right. Let's change gears a little bit. What would you say to somebody who is thinking about getting into your industry? What would you wish you would have known that you could share with them before they step into your industry? So I actually have a ton of people that come to me and ask about insurance. First of all, insurance isn't sexy. So nobody goes, grows up thinking, oh, I'm going to be an insurance agent. But when they are thinking about it, usually they'll come to my office or they'll call me on my phone. But if they come to my office, I walk them out the front door and, and I, and I'm sure it's the same. If you walked out the office that you're at, wherever your office is, when you walk out the door, there's likely at least three insurance agencies that you can see, <laughs> right? They're we're all over. And, and the thing I tell them is I said, you can do great as an insurance agent or whatever you decide you want to do. Even with all of this competition, if you're good, what you do business will come right and then the other thing i like telling people is if you really think you're going to do it the best time to do it was yesterday the next best time is today the worst time is tomorrow don't wait right if you think you're really going to do it go because so so for me when i started like to actually work for another insurance agency for a, a year and then my mom called me out of the blue and she's like, I had a dream you started your own insurance agency. I think you should do it. And, and I really wasn't interested. But as I think about it, man, if I just, and now I'm not how much it matters 11 years later, but if I just started a year earlier, I mean, I've just grown and grown and grown every year. So if I had started even earlier, I'd have been even more ahead of where I am now. So I think if you really are interested, go is my advice. Whatever it is, whether you want to be in marketing, insurance, a realtor, pull the trigger and and get it done. Yes, for sure. All right. What are some resources or things that you've listened to or read recently that have inspired you? 
Oh, so my favorite all-time book, uh, I, I, it's one that I reread. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics. Kind of a mouthful, like in finger. And, but it basically talks about the power of the mind and how you can do anything you set your mind to. And he, he backs it up with all the science, which at the very beginning, like first two-ish chapters of it, is literally science, which kind of bogs me down because I'm not that thinking that way. But then he just goes into you know, what you can accomplish with, if you set your mind to it. So I loved that book. Um, it's definitely one that I reread probably yearly. Uh, what would be some of my favorite ones I've read lately? I go back and forth. I read, so I read business self-help books, and then I read fun historical type novels. Uh, so like Seabiscuit and the Wright Brothers. And uh, so I like any anything that is fueling success. So even the stuff like the Seabiscuit, the horse runner, um, all of those things. Because when you, and I know I've used this word before, maybe before we started, but that buoy effect. Other people being successful, if you're around those people or listen to their books, it really helps you be more successful too. Right. Yep. Surrounding yourself with those that are smarter than you or that are (laughs) successful to learn from. Absolutely. So what can people do to get a hold of you or maybe even join the Facebook group if they're an entrepreneur? All the good nuggets of ways that we can interact with you. Yeah, so you're welcome to call me. Our office is 208-557-8157. I'm happy to talk to you, even if you don't want to talk about insurance. If you want to talk about being an entrepreneur, I'd be more than happy to talk to you about my experience with that. Uh, The Facebook group, Entrepreneurs of Idaho, if you just look for it, it is a private group, so you have to agree to follow the rules. I am not a buy-sell group. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs get in there and they want to advertise that they're painting houses. I do allow you the first post that you make tell what you do but beside that no because if I'm doing this for free I don't want you to spam me (laughs) don't tell me that you're having a 10% off sale today ask the group what things you could do to be more successful in your clothing business right don't don't tell me you're having a sale um so and I'm also personally on Facebook I've connected with tons of people people ask me questions I think it's a lot of fun I'm happy to answer that for you. I really think that entrepreneurs as a rule of thumb really are selfless. So it's fun to see other people succeed and do well. So yeah, I'd, I'd be more than happy to talk with anyone that's interested in it. Okay. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you wish I would have asked you? So the, not necessarily, but there was one other quote that I really liked. It's from my grandpa and, and it's the opposite because I really feel like people that aren't entrepreneurs, there's almost a competition feel and it's the limited pie feeling, right? I'm a big unlimited pie believer, but my grandpa used to say, everyone hates success. And then he would pause and then he would say in others, but entrepreneurs, that's not the case. Uh, most of the time there are the select few, they're still just as mean as everyone else, I guess. But uh, the cool thing about entrepreneurs and, and finding those groups, networking groups and things to help you is, is that it's, it's really a, um, something that can, you, you almost tie your 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 saddle or your lead rope to those guys that are taking off mm-hmm. right yeah absolutely well find somebody that helps you because that well in fact that's one of the things i say too is, is a lot of times well-meaning people could even be your own parents a spouse could say no don't do it stay with what's comfortable 
stays working the W-2 job somewhere else. And really, maybe it is for you, right, to, to stay there. But if, if you think you can do it, it, it's for sure. I mean, if you want the most freedom, the most chance of making a lot of money, then doing your own business is where you're going to find that. Absolutely. I think uh, it definitely takes a, a certain type of person to be a successful entrepreneur and have that mindset. Absolutely. I love, I love what your grandpa said, but it doesn't always apply to all. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was cool. This has been great, Mike. Thank you so much for working with me to get on the schedule, to get interviewed on this podcast. And uh, I'm sure we'll share it in the group and everyone will get to listen to it and hopefully give us some feedback and reviews and all the good things that come with that. And uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for the tips too. I, I need to try some of those things, especially with the Google, we'll have to say it quiet so your Google doesn't go off again, but I think all, all those things are good tips. Good. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, for our listeners, of course, the best thing that you can do, like I mentioned, is give us a review, share, spread the word. If there's a particular show you like, let me know. Let me hear about it. If there's a guest that you think needs to be on the show, let us know that too. And until next time, enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Find more online at Peppershock.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.